hello, my name's Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood. So happy to see you. So happy that you're here. Thanks for making it. What a fucking week, huh? Um, First off, let's talk about what this show is dedicated to today. Today, this show is dedicated to the birthday of my mom, Mom L. Oh, thanks, Jesse. This is going to be great. And to human rights. That's right. All the abortion stuff, the reproductive stuff, the human rights are women's rights or human rights. And please stop touching our uteruses with your stupid brains. <laughs> if I want you to touch my uterus, I'll let you know. I'll invite you in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was raised very pro-choice. And a lot of you who know me know this about me. My mom drove me to my first abortion when I was 15 years old. And you know, she gave me that, uh, she gave me that, that, that talk you know, my mom, you know, your parents want to give you the talk when you're on your way to a very important situation like an abortion. And as my mom drove me to my first abortion, 15 years old, she looked at me and she said, Jesse, oh God, children, they ruin your life. Well, fuck, step on it, mom. We got to get this thing out of here. Jesus. <laughs> and that was the first of many choices that I have made throughout my life. And, you know, maybe it was because I was raised on welfare. Maybe it was because I was raised in a very traumatic way. A lot of us are, are come from very abusive homes. Uh, you know, I didn't want to put all that shit onto another human. As my mom would tell me throughout my entire childhood, like, oh, God, Jesse, you're going to be on the couch. You're going to be on the couch. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jess. You're just, I hope you save up some money for the couch. And I didn't really understand what the couch was when I was a, you know, I'm like, I'm six. What is the couch? I thought she just meant like a comfortable place to sit in our house because we did not have a couch. P.S. in the, the poverty stricken house that I lived in in Topanga Canyon, there was there was like an overstuffed chair that she would sit on naked. So, you know, not, I didn't want to sit on it after she sat on it. And you know, what's interesting is being a grown up person and being friends with people who go to Burning Man. Now, if you know me, you know, I cannot go to Burning Man. Listen, it's no judgment against the folks who love Burning Man. God bless. Go fucking do your art, drive your art cars, fuck in a tent, learn how to masturbate someone else off. I love it. I love all the things I hear about Burning Man. But the thing that I really understand about Burning Man the most for me is I can't go because it will remind me of my childhood. It just, it will. It, there's, I cannot doubt that there's going to be some flashbacks, some traumatic situation. Seeing, just even seeing someone riding a bicycle topless, I'm going to be like, mama! And, you know, my mom was often naked. And everyone in my house was really naked, you know, inappropriately too much naked all the time. And not a nudist colony, not that structured, just naked. And L, ah, bless her. She's like, Jesse, I don't know why you're so uptight about your cunt. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> She's, she called my vagina a cunt when I was a child. Like, that's so harsh. It's just harsh. I don't like the word now, and I'm a fucking grown up. 
Hey, listen, listen to your mother tell you, Jesse, don't be so uptight about your cunt, honey. Your cunt is natural and it's and it's gorgeous. Like, stop. Please stop talking about it. Please, please, God. Tell her to stop talking about it. And she also would call it the, the, the smoother, or the smoother, the nicer word that she had for it was coos. Oh, Jesse. You know what? People touch their coos. It's what people do. It makes one feel better. Just touch your coos, hon. And you know what? Let others touch your coos. And I'm like, really? Really? I really shouldn't let other people touch my coos. And I will t- I'll give you an example of me telling my mom that someone touched my coos. When I told her, I think, uh, oh, maybe daddy over there, he's, he's pervy. Like, you leave me alone with him. He is awfully pervy. I think he is fucking with me. And she said to me when I told her, I think he's touching, I think he's doing things that are wrong. And she goes, oh, I bet he is. What? Why are you dropping me off? What's going on? Why would you drop me off with a man who you're like, oh, God, he's a real perv. We, we can agree on that, Jesse. We can agree on that. And I'm like, really? What in the fuck? Uh, so strange. But, you know, you have you have your history. You have your history of your 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 childhood, and perhaps there's some traumas, and perhaps you have to sit through them and really kind of feel that shit before it settles in your back, okay? Or your or your chest, or any kind of allergies or asthma. Do you know that that spirit, spiritually speaking, you really we can we put our emotions in different parts of our body. Come on, I've got some uh, sadness right here between my titties. I don't. I'm, I, I'm letting it come out, the, the sadness. I'm letting it cry out. I'm, I'm crying out the sadness from the titty area. And Lord knows we all were crying. I mean, men, women, children, everyone I know has been crying for quite some time. And I just want to tell you, I'm here for you. I'm hugging you. I'm holding you not touching you inappropriately as my people did me. Now, let me tell you something about my mom. She was so funny about, she hated TNA. You know, Jesse, there's just too much TNA in the, in the, on the television and in the, in the society right now. TNA, if you don't know, stands for tits and ass, excuse me, tits and ass. And I liked to remind my mom, hey, you don't wear a bra or underpants. How the fuck are you against TNA? Just too much fucking TNA. And I'm like, but mom, your tits, I can fully see your areolas through your dress that you got at the thrift shop. That's right. We were thrift shoppers before it was cool. Jesse, we were ahead of our time. No, mom, we were really poor. No, honey ahead of our time. I think society is just catching up with you, darling. Just, just catching up with you. Think of all the abortion material you've been doing for years, and it's been killing every time. You're right, Ma. The abortion material, it kills. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I have gotten a handful of Shmushmortians, uh, and I don't think we should be ashamed. And it's our body. <laughs> I just don't understand. It all, I mean, look at me. I'm cracking up over here. How the fuck is it anyone else's business what we're doing? Could you imagine telling dudes they had to like check in with us every time they had a, a wet dream or a fucking, you know, uh, EDD? 
You know what I'm talking about, erectile dick, disc, dick's function. Yes. Could you imagine them having to like, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hi, state government. Uh, I just spilled some seed and it's not going for a pregnancy, so I guess you should lock me up. Yes, lock him up. You motherfuckers act like it's just us. It, there ain't no just us right here, right now. Do you hear what I'm saying, folks? It is not. You need two things to make a baby. Motherfucking ignorant bitches out there. Not you people. I love you so much. And I know I am preaching to the choir. But this is how I was raised, okay? Choice, choice, choice. Also, like Ellen would say, fucking hands off my body. Do you understand? Hands the fuck off my body. But the thing is, if we go back in history, we've never had rights. We've never had rights. So why the fuck would we think all of a sudden we're like, oh, they're going to totally respect us. They're totally going to respect us and our needs and our, you know, women have been faking orgasms. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to come at you if you're one of those women, but you're part of the problem, sis. You gotta fucking be honest. We have to be real. We have to be honest. We have to stand up for ourselves. You know what they're scared of, right? You know what they're scared of? We have a lot of power. How much power is there in giving birth? Oh my God. You carry a fucking human being inside of you for nine months and then you pop it out and it's a... (laughs) What do they do? And if you're only listening to audio right now, that was me skeeting upon the screen. And really... God bless the skeet. Like, I love sperm. I do. I drink it. I put it on my face like a beautiful facial mask. But here's the thing. (sighs) It's like with pizza. You can't just make a pizza with water and tomato sauce. You know, we're not just water and tomato sauce. Maybe we are. And the, the motherfuckers with the sperm, that's the flour and the, 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 the you know, the stuff that's going to make it rise the yeast, right? So really, there cannot be any cooking of a baby with just one lady. Not, what are we all, a bunch of fucking Virgin Marys? And she's not, that's not real anyway. Let's, I don't want to get religious, but good God. I mean, come on, fuckers. What are we saying over here? It takes to to tangle and how come these motherfuckers aren't getting any shit to them because they're the dudes you know dudes they're like whatever fuck you bitches and we need men to speak up for us and to speak on our behalf and to tell their stories of abortion so that they will be heard. You know what it's a lot like? How white people need to talk for people of color a lot of times when people of color are not being heard by other white people. Does that make sense? We have to be here for each other. The division is insanity right now. It's so insane. It's over the top. We have to remember, again, remember, go back to where, look at, you don't even have to go back. Look at how many beautiful mixed children there are. We have a lot of love here. We have a lot of love in this society for one another. We have a lot of love with, for queer folks and all the, the, the colors of the rainbow and everybody. We do. I know we do because everyone that I know and all y'all that I'm looking at right now, you all do. So there's a majority of us 
are having the love and the acceptance and the fucking want to get along. And guess what? Also, the majority of us want abortion to be protected and women's health to be protected and human rights to be protected because goddamn, you know, I was talking to my Aunt Vicky last night and she said to me, she goes, well, they're coming for us next, you know. And I'm like, all right, calm down now. And she goes, no, they wanted to pretend like they weren't saying Jew, Jews will not replace us. She says, she said, and I'm not laughing at the Tiki Torch Nazis at all because I am a Jew. I mean, I pass. It's a frightening thing because then people talk horribly in front of me and I have to go, as back it up, Jew broad. So she says, they're coming for us next. And I'm like, look, I know we're all nervous, but this is the thing. We cannot let it be like a Custer thing. I'm not great at history, but I know there was more natives than there were white soldiers, but they got, and so we can't let that happen to us. Why is Gil, Gil, Gilane Maxwell, why Gilane Maxwell locked in jail? Yes, she was a bad lady. She's a bad lady. Yes, for sure. But how come none of the men in the black book are getting arrested? that are getting taken in or getting questioned or getting talked to or anything like that because they're powerful means. I know. And they're like, uh, imagine if one of them powerful men in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book got a young woman pregnant. I don't, you know, 15 years old, maybe. That's, you know, something illegal like that. Abortion. For sure. It's not like they're completely banning them because you can get them because people aren't going to, the people who are going to need them aren't going to call on each other. It's just the poor people. All of us will be fucked up, but the rich people will always be protected. And that's just like my mom taught me. Oh God, Jesse, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, honey. I'm like, wow, that is fucked up, ma. I know, honey. I know. Life is fucked up. <laughs> she never did tell me that life was easy. She always told this. Is, I got to tell you how much I love this woman because of how honest she was. I mean, to a fault once in a while, which is why I think, well, it's why I know I'm in love with men who are either very unavailable or they're honest with me to like a fault because my mom was honest with me to a fault. I remember listening she had uh, <laughs> the most inappropriate movies and um, music in my uh, childhood, right? Throughout, and I know there are a few of you on there. Um, yeah, exactly, Shauna. Like all of our moms said, like, uh, "Oh, fuck a duck." Oh, fuck these fucking people. And what's crazy is that our moms were, a lot of the moms were single and had, you know, jobs and still had kids and were doing all the stuff that like, now it's just like, oh yeah, that's regular. That's what ladies do. But then it was a big deal. And I think a lot of the moms, well, I know a lot of the moms, all they really wanted was like a good relationship, like a loving relationship because they had just come from this like free love disgustingness. I tell you what, talk to women who were, uh, what is it? Boomer, boomer age women who were lived through the sixties and stuff. They will tell you, ugh, everyone was sticking their dick in everyone. And it was just a bad scene, honey. Like my mom, as much of a free lover as she was, she was like, it's just, of course we were jealous. Of course we wanted our men to be loyal to us, Jesse. We didn't want them to just fuck everyone that walked by, but you had to. 
You had to let them because that was the cool thing to do. And you know, if I'm nothing, I am cool. And I was like, oh God. And so that's really where I got my teachings. You know, where did you get your teachings from? My teachings were so off kilter. It, it was, you know, she was with a guy who beat her up really badly all the time, fucked around on her all the time. But she was like, but we have great sex. You'll understand when you get older, hun. And I was like, I will? And now, what do I understand? That I'm attracted to men who I have great sex with, sure. But they are either very, un well, they're probably both unavailable and a little honest, like, to a fault. Like the pirate, do you remember? I told you guys this story before, but he used to drive for Lyft when we were dating. And he fucked one of the girls that he drove like one of the customers in the lift and I he oh god and I sit and the only reason I found out was because he stupidly put me in his car in the nighttime after the sex act and I sat in the passenger seat and I looked at the window the windshield in front of me and I said oh my god did you have a dog in here earlier because it looked like like a wet nose maybe of a dog had like gone up on the windshield and then I looked a little closer and I realized that's toes. That's little lady toes. Did you fuck someone in this fucking seat that I'm sitting in right here, right now? Oh my God, ew! And he goes, she had great energy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's very honest. We have to be, right? You don't want to, what is he going to lie? What is he going to say? No, there was a woman who had an emergency. She had to take her shoes off and put her feet up on the window in order to feel better. No, she was getting railed by my boyfriend. <laughs> And her toes were smushing against the windshield. And then he didn't lie. He never would lie about any of the stuff. Like he went to drive in Coachella lift one time and he came back and we were in a fight. And I was like, don't try to kiss me. I'm sure you fucked like a million girls. And he goes, only two. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm saying like my mom would say to me, you know, uh, Jesse, we have a... Uh, a lot of things going on here, honey. I, I know sometimes it gets a little, a little overwhelming, a little overwhelming. And I'm like, overwhelming? Your boyfriend has a gun that he puts in your face every day. <laughs> overwhelming? I'm very small. Overwhelming? Uh, I don't even really think I knew what overwhelming meant. I just was like, that's a big word for a small child who's having some situations right now. Uh, fear. And then we would run a lot of times. We would run away. We would flee from this from this violent gentleman. And he, <laughs> my mom, would leave him at the at the house we rented. We rented a house in Topanga Canyon in a in a basin, dirt roads. Uh, scratchy oak trees against the very frightening to a child um, however very cheap and also we were flooded out of it when I was a little kid there was a flood that came and just took all the things and we didn't really have a lot of things like I said we were on welfare and stuff and we went to thrift shops but my mom was very very adamant about trying to replace her oriental rug honey I don't know if you understand these oriental rugs here that I have, sweetheart, and these Buddhas that Mama had. They're very, very, uh, they're ir irreplaceable. They're irreplaceable. And I was like, wow, really? And I always kind of thought, and I'm, again, six years old, and I'm thinking to myself, huh, 
how can we have a Buddha in the house and a me here Baba poster that says be here now and I have a t-shirt that says love animals don't eat them and yet the woman I am uh, born to and from and with has been beaten all day every day <laughs> except for when they're fucking so you know good luck learning about intimacy and love sometimes I sit my friends sometimes I sit and I ponder my intimate relationships and I think to myself my goodness uh, Jessica you're so mm, what how do you say frightened yes oh my goodness vulnerability <laughs> I hardly know her what an adorable name, vulnerability. Does she um does she come out when? When you're perhaps drinking? Because I I gave up the alcohol years ago. Made me feel not so well and perhaps a little violent. <laughs> they say it's truth serum. Oh dear. Anyway, hey listen, kids, I've dropped a hair between my tatas and it's a delight look at that horseshoe it's like good luck titties and these also my friend uh megan every time i wear these uh earrings here and i'll tell you about them on the if you're only listening i have these kind of uh, skull uh witchy sort of earrings and my friend megan once said to me uh when we were both working in brooklyn she said uh what are those dream catchers for your titties and i was like you know what that's fucking hysterical. So I thought I'd showcase the tatas today. Tato, to today. Um, happy birthday to Mama, Mama L. She would have been in Saint. She would have been out with her posters, uh, her now posters for the uh, abortion uh, protests and things. Uh, my auntie Vicky, are you kidding me? I did this fifty years ago. I still have my sign. I didn't think the sign would still be uh, able to be in use, but now. I'm think I gotta fucking pull out my sign again. That was my aunt, uh, my mother's uh, sister. Yes, my mother who, Jesse, stop. Don't make fun of your mom. She used to say that to me all the time. She'd say, Jesse, don't be mean to your mother. Jesse, don't make fun of your mother. And I'd be like, well, here's the thing. You got to put on some underpants. You got to learn how to stop screaming at everybody that we meet that you don't like. And maybe brush the back of your hair. I don't know. I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to be judgmental. But there's a few things that perhaps, mama... Anyway, I'd love to tell you about, before I leave, I'd love to tell you about my weekend. And, you know, I'd love to be able to say that I was up and at them and out at the uh, marches and all that, but I was not. I was not. I was, you know what I was doing? I was marching to the tune of my own drum, to the beat of my own drum, friends. Well, really, I was doing comedy. So I was helping save the planet. I mean, come on. I'm a healer. I don't know if you noticed, but it's kind of like a Lilith energy. If you know, you know. Uh, happy cancer, full, uh, cancer New Moon. Everybody just cry. It'll, be, it'll feel better. So I just want to say thank you to our new comedy club in town in Albuquerque. There is a new comedy club called Dry Heat Comedy Club owned by Sarah Kennedy and Kelly Trout. No. I won't even, I butchered it, her last name. Kelly and Sarah, oh, uh, <laughs> a beautiful couple who own an amazing club. And congratulations, ladies, for selling out all 10 shows for opening weekend. 
one of which I was in. I headlined the first night of the opening night of the weekend of the opening weekend. It was amazing. And do I feel flattered? Do I feel like a big shot? Yes and yes. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. And then I was able to go to uh, B2B. That's my boy Chuck and Sam. That's their show. And we had a great time over there. Even though the guys weren't in town this this week, we, uh, we had a fantastic time at B2B Brewery. A big shout out to Sage. Sage was a young lady that came up to me after the show and really just made me feel so good. Like she had really connected to a lot of what I was talking about. Because of course I talk about abortion. I talk about, I do all my abortion material and I, as I said, it always kills. And Sage, mm, big hugs. Also the first night um, of Dry Heat, I had a bunch of women in the in the crowd and they rose to their feet after I was done. Huzzah, huzzah, and standing O. Which, you know, as a practicing Buddhist, you really try, you practice, there is no try, there is only do, you practice not having extreme, yeah, or an extreme, because, and it's hard, because the old ego, oh, my ego wants to be stroked, and so does my clitoris, but that's another story. I need that strokage, and guess what? I'm going to have to do it. I mean, do I do it? I'll tell you, I sure do. Prunage. Prunage. So be nice to yourselves is what I'm saying. I am trying to be nice to myself practicing and it's, 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 it's happening. It's, it's happening. I promise you it'll little by little you start to feel a little better. Uh, maybe like on moments, just moments. I'm not going to say everything's fucking flowers. Anyway, also wanted to thank the Lobo Theater and Zach Abeda. His next show is July 31st. Please go support the Lobo Theater on Central Avenue. Oh my goodness. What a beautiful show. What a beautiful space, beautiful people. Once again, I was very uh, flattered to be uh, so well received. Uh, the gals uh, again, gals in the in the audience coming up after hugging, thanking. I always feel good when I can do a set of comedy and women come up after and thank me. That is what I really, 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 really. And it's not like oh thanks, I really laughed a lot. It's like oh thank you for saying what you said. And that to me is the biggest compliment. Same with here. All the feedback that y'all give me, all the notes that you send me, it's just amazing. And it it really, it just validates the fact that we're all in on the same page and we're all having the same sort of struggle and we're all connected. And that if I just keep showing up here consistently, Consistency is much more important than perfection. That's a big thing that I am practicing, remembering and putting, put it, you know, just consistency is so much more important than perfection. And you'll get to the place that you feel good at when you're doing things consistently. I mean, you consistently write, you'll come up with some great stuff. You consistently get on stage, you're going to kill it on stage. You consistently come to the podcast forum. You know, it's it's all practice. And, uh, and we don't know how long we're going to be here for, and we don't know what's ever going to happen tomorrow. So, as long as we keep showing up for one another and keep giving each other that love. I read something this week that was so beautiful. 
uh, it said, adult friendships are hard. If you can just send a note once in a while that says, thinking of you, hope you're great. That means a fuck ton of a lot. It didn't say fuck ton of a lot. I added that. That was my ad. Did you feel that was my ad? So really what I'm saying is, a lot of times we're in our own head, I think, I mean, I'll put this on myself. A lot of times I'm in my own head thinking about if I should reach out or, ooh, I don't want to bother and, oh, I don't feel so hot and I don't want to put that on someone else. Shanae, nay, nay, shanae, nay, nay. Let's back it up. Mm, beep, boop, beep, boop. Because, listen, it's actually the opposite. As I remind my friends who do call me and and who I call, you just pick up the phone or go take a walk or go take a drink of water or go get some something to drink, you know? Oh my god, this Albuquerque, I'm getting yours yours. I'm getting your I'm all accent. I'm all like Albuquerque, eh? Like cuz I yesterday I was doing the cleaning at the art house with my friend Jessica and we were cleaning and she's all, "You like this bedspread?" And I go, "Yeah, it matches the yellow and it matches the yellow in the bedboard, <laughs> the headboard, the yellow." Oh my god. <laughs> I am now officially Burkenian. Yalo. Um, anyways, so yeah, shout out to all my my people who were so good to me this weekend, whether I was performing with you or performing for you. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And for those of you who came up and, and thanked me after the shows, thank you. I appreciate you. Let's keep fighting the good fight. Get out there. You know, I mean, I know everybody in this chat knows, uh, everyone listening and watching knows already, but we can turn this around. I believe we can turn all this around. So even if it has to be revolution style, there's a lot of old anarchists in this. (laughs) I see you anarchists and witches and warlocks and, you know, all y'all are very strong. So Keep fighting the good fight. Keep making those calls, those emails, uh, funding, helping fund places, helping. I will aid and abet any kind of abortion that needs to happen. Put that right here, right now. Um, you know I'm here for the revolution. You know I'm here for you. You and I, the the good people, it's all right. It's about time that the good fucking wins. You know what I'm saying, kids? So please let us do our best. I believe in you. Have faith. Treat yourself good. Practice treating yourself nicely and nice things will happen. I promise. You treat yourself nicely. Everybody else will treat you nicely. Watch. Ha ha. Okay. What was that? That was like a serious, silly uh, situation. A serious, silly situation? Come on. A girl with a lisp shouldn't say all those S's at the same time. (laughs) All right. I love you so much for watching. I love you for listening. Please let me know if you'd like me to talk about any certain uh, article or news thing or anything that's happening uh, for next week's show. I uh, appreciate you all coming uh, over today for mom's birthday. I appreciate you taking uh, your time out of your day to come and see me or listen to me. Um, I know it's hard to sit quietly for even 30 minutes. I know it's hard to find it time. But you know what I think? I think it's good. I think it's good for you to take time out, take a little break, 
sit down. Maybe you laughed a couple times. Maybe you thought of, of a couple things that you hadn't thought of, you know, and, and this helped you like get to the next place. That's all I hope for. I just want all good for you. Just take all the love. There's enough to go around. So take as much as you can get. Okay. That way you can put some out there too. So let's all, uh, Kind, kind, kind to ourselves, kind to each other. Okay, love you so much. I'll stop the preaching and I'll tell you, don't suck a dick you don't like or lick a pussy you don't like. Come on, life is too short. Let's do some stuff that we like. See you next week, okay? Please share this with your friends, won't you? My God, I just spit all over my own phone. Anyways, share with your friends. It's a free show. Girl needs to get up in the algorithm. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.